So full energy, from bed right here, cause they're my enemies. Subscribe and like, rate and review. Your own subs are they eat, I'm okay too. We got them with a trophy, we're overdue. Now we do the double, make it deja vu. It's a move, London the ting, third brother, Sony on the wing. Harry's one of our own, I ain't a min. It's only got one knee, but let's see the king. And we got Delhi Ali, the top in. Where the shells side, where the shells side, where the shells side, what we see. Where the shells side, where the shells side. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 16 of the Shelf Side Podcast. 16, 16. 16, sweet 16. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, Carl? I'm good, man. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. It's, um, do you know what's funny, man? Because there's like a little bit, little bit of news to get into. But um, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm I'm all right. I'm 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 looking forward to the weekend. This bank holiday, it's weird, isn't it? Being in lockdown and looking forward to a bank holiday, like it makes a damn difference. But whatever, I'll take it. I'll take it. Bro, you can look forward to the bank holiday, but I swear the bank holiday until the following weekend. There's always someone. There's always someone trying to kill the dream. There's always kill the vibe. Guys, remember, remember, it's really important who you let in your circle. It's really important. <laughs> What those that are trying to help you? Uh, listen, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying to listeners, be wary of who you bring into your circle. Not everyone wants to see okay. you shine. Not everyone wants to see you happy about bank holidays. <laughs> Some people are just, yeah. Be like, be like the Queen. Have two bank holidays in August, then. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have five. <laughs> I'm gonna have five. A bit late for that. You're gonna have the rest of the week off. Yeah, the month off. Sounds good to me, bro. Well, if you can get away with it, you just do that. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. How you been? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's just been crazy. It's just like busy, even though we're in still lockdown. And then football's still here, Champions League, Europa League, almost concluding this weekend. But the players are back in training. And it's like, wait, did football ever stop? Yep, players are back in training. And you know what's mad? We are not. It's not even like um, the eve of the deadline and we signed two players. I know, I know. So this kind of like, un- Spurs, like, so one we knew we were going to get in Hoybier. Hoybier, that's the way you pronounce his name. Yeah, he yeah. said Hoybier, um, and we spoke about him. But the one, the shock that Kate happened was Hart, and that was just like, huh? Bit of left field. What's what's that all about? How do you feel about that? I was a bit like, uh, but then I think I fully get it. I think I fully get this third choice keeper. Big thing being a homegrown quota. Uh, a lot of people don't realise that we only had, what was it, 20 players we could register last year. Um, I think it was for the European competitions. Yeah. No, for the yeah for the European competition because we didn't have enough. We only had four homegrown players in the second half of the season, which sounds mental. So from that perspective, I fully get it. And he's, uh, he's won things. And yeah, he's had a bit of a lull, but I still think there's a good goalkeeper in there um, yeah. as well. And I think, but can he be any worse than Michael Vaughan? Like, and let's let's think about this. Mourinho's brought him in for more than just his goalkeeping abilities, um, and I think he will play. I think he'll play parts in cup games and stuff, and I think he will add some leadership. And I think we can't un- underestimate the role of leadership. Especially if he's playing cup games and Lloris is rested, that's true completely. 
So I guess I think I think it's good. I guess also Mourinho's man management will be brought to the test, right? It's about making him feel that he can make a a significant worthwhile contribution to what we're trying to do. And to be sure that, excuse the pun, he can be a safe pair of hands when called upon. Because I don't care what anyone says. Michelle Vaughan actually lost us a couple, like, a couple cups. Yeah, he, he did. So, he lost us the FA Cup last season. But I also feel that the last time, the last few times I've seen Joe Hart play, I haven't been that confident in his ability. But that wasn't under Mourinho. Maybe he can bring something out of him, so it's cool. Joe Hart hasn't just fallen off. He's had a bad run of it, but I think there's psychological things there going on. I think he's back, I think, under Marino. Like you said, that psychological um, warfare will be honed in the right way. And I think when we're playing in back of Europe somewhere, Larice is at home, chilling, feet up, watching us on BT Sport, and we've got Gazaniga, number one or number two, and Hart's there. Somebody to offer that leadership, that guidance when things are not quite going right. Um, I, I think I'm happy with that. I'm definitely happy with that as a third choice. No, it's good. I, 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 do, I do completely agree with that point. I think the final point I want to make on this is how do we think it's going to affect like, keepers who are coming through? Like Brandon Austin, for example, there could be a great opportunity to blood in like a new young keeper. And the thing about keepers is they're only as good as the experience they're getting. So if we're going to have Gazaniga, what we're effectively saying is that Gazaniga is going to be potentially a replacement to Luis, which I don't think that's actually true. I don't think he's got to replace Luis. I think if Luis, if and when Luis goes, I think we'll buy someone to come in as a number one because Gazaniga is not number one. He's a good number two, but he's not a number one. So Brand Austin is like, do we are we continuing to bring him through or are we just seeing him as someone we're going to sell later? I guess it, we can't answer that right now, but that's what I was thinking during the heart thing. I was like, okay, do you give these minutes to someone young? You can't really do that. Does that mean that Gazaniga is going to be untouchable as a number two? So, because uh, I've heard good things about Ryan Austin, I've heard good things about him from people who are around yeah. the club. So, him and Alfie Whiteman, yeah, Alfie Whiteman as well. So, I thought maybe they'd be getting opportunities, but. But what opportunities do you get as a third-choice goalkeeper is the question, true. right? Yeah. If you, it, these guys, as a goalkeeper, they can play until they're 40 if they look after themselves, right? Yeah. And it's about maturity experience. So let these guys keep on growing rather than sitting and just playing under 23 games or, and, or just joining the first-team squad and not playing any other games. Let them continue to develop. Hart is no longer developing his experience. He just needs to get his form and confidence back. That's true. He's so, developing. That's true. That's true. That's true. And we can, we can still use Brandon Austin as an under-21. Like we can still use him. So it's all good. But I, I think it's, he will go out alone and Whiteman will go out alone and those three will play loads of games okay. um, between them. Well, as players, yeah. as, as players come in, some also have to leave. So we said goodbye to um, Amos who's gone to QPR. Um, yeah. He played He played for them a little bit last season, not as much as I thought he may do. And He had an injury. Yeah, he had an injury. Yeah, he had a pretty bad injury. But he also had, like, he had a bad injury when he... So I remember against in the Tour of Australia, I think, under Pochettino, he came through and they were saying that, you know, he played well and that he's potentially a solution at defensive midfield. I feel like we said that about a lot of young Tottenham players. We said that about Wings. We said that about Skip. We said that about Amos. But anyway, um, 
I so I was kind of thinking, you know, cool. But then he had a serious injury, went away. Um, he seemed to have impressed enough at QPR for him to take it on. I personally was hoping that this meant that maybe Eze is more of a possibility. Maybe. I don't know if I'm being overly hopeful, but that was my biggest take out of it. Well, and I guess the other thing is whether we'll live to regret having sold Amos, considering that that big injury, yeah, held him back, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he can't get back to where he was before. So, yeah, he did. He did. There was talk of him, but I'm tired of this talk. Like, I'm tired of the talk of these youngsters. So, Tashon, is it Boo Freud Oakley? Yeah. He also played played really well, made a debut for us. Uh, have you heard of him since? Yeah. Was he gone? Uh, yeah. I think Luco Amos could do well, but I always expect when a player goes to the championship, I do expect them to take some time to settle in, but really to be making headlines. And he wasn't making any headlines. Yes, he got injured. But this is probably his level for now. And I think he will come up if he's good enough. But what I think, either way, Levy would have put a sell-on clause in, um, on, in there as well. Um, and we'll get him back if we need to get him back because it will probably be like a 50% and they probably got him for nothing. Um, well, re- in relative terms, yeah, nothing. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, that's probably one thing. And I know what you were hoping. You were hoping Levy did his perfect placement again, like um, what he did with KWP to get Hoyerberg and that's also like true. you mentioned. But I, maybe not. Maybe not this time. But let's see what happens with Amos. I mean, there's a lot of players that we've had that we talk up, we give a couple of opportunities to. And for me... It's almost the model of Chelsea and what Kenyon took from Man United and took to Chelsea was big up the youngsters, play them a few games, and then you can sell them for a couple get of million the to the championship. Get them in the short window, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how much of that is with Amos. I didn't see much of him in a, uh, when I watched QPR last season. I guess we were looking out for Eze, but he didn't play. He wasn't um, playing. He didn't play 40-odd games for them last season. So let's see. Um, but in the same mould, I guess you've got Skip who's now gone out on loan. Um, and he's gone out on loan to the championship. Yes, Norwich were in the Premier League last season, but they're now a championship side. And they were pretty much a championship side last season anyway. Yeah. All right? Uh, that's gone out with fanfare. He's someone that was bigged up, been bigged up by Poch and bigged up by Mourinho, loving his mentality. I think he was captain of his age group. And he's looked tidy when he's played. Doesn't cover a lot of ground, but looks tidy. And I think he, this one is a serious, this one's more like uh, we're expecting him to come back, I feel like, this one. I think we're expecting him to come back. I think we're expecting him to do really well and to come back and to have some kind of future. That's the hype. And that's what I've heard from the inside. And we we can ask our man next week when he joins us, um, our insider. I'm not going to say who. We've got an insider in Spurs. Um, coming on. Uh, no, it's not Alistair Gold. Little, little tease. <laughs> little tease there. Um, we'll ask him, but I've got, I think Skip is more like one of those that are expected to do big things. So I'm expecting him to come back. It's funny. I saw um, I saw a thing on Twitter the other day. I've forgotten who tweeted this, so apologies. But had said, 
had basically given snippets of the, I think it was the under 21s Dutch team. Maybe it was under 18s. And they were all talking about how good Skip was. Yes, he played that game. He yeah. starred for England. And he, said yeah, how yeah, he yeah. was so annoying because he like he was always like thinking one step ahead. They they likened him to Frankie De Jong. Like they said he, he's so annoying. I had to like he was, he was everywhere. He was always one step ahead. Like and one guy even talks about how he had to push him at one point because he was so frustrated. And then there's a clip of him just shoving him randomly. Chip gets Skip gets the ball, moves it really quickly, and the guy's like, "Oh my god, this guy again!" And he just pushes him out of the way. So it's yeah, like, I it's remember so that. interesting perspective, right? We see these youngsters, they come in and it's like, it looks like a water carrier. We're like, okay, what do you actually do? But then at his level, it's like when um, when Onomar was playing at Youth Level for England, he looked like the, the next, he looked like a combination between Gerard and Flippin Vieira. Like, it was crazy. And then Ken Feyoas, we tried to stick him out on the right wing and was like, oh, well, that's not right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's just about tempering your, your judgment and what you expect. But I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe Skip will come back and he makes impacts. It'll be nice. It'll be nice, but we'll just have to see. I'm going to use one of our other sports that we have in common, basketball, and maybe these guys are being used as role players um, for the time until they grow. Like sticking somebody in DM when they can do a little bit more is like the safe bet. Get used to it, get used to the pace, and then you grow and then you can do more on the ball, right? We've got a lot of ball. Oh, when Skip came in, we had a lot of players that were very comfortable on the ball. All right, so yeah. do the simple job, give it to them. I mean, you've got Ericsson around, you don't want Skip potentially on the ball. You've got Dembele around, you don't necessarily need Skip on the ball. So maybe it's that, but let's see. Let's see what happens. I mean, we'll soon see, really, because on Saturday, let me just come around so quickly. Saturday's our first friendly. It's a week they've been back, and then we've got friendly. Three yeah. friendlies lined up. We do that. We switch. I think Redding and somebody else. Who is it? I know the three games like back to back. Here we go. Uh, Birmingham. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ipswich Saturday. And then, uh, the, is it the following Friday? I think it's Reading. And then the following Saturday, it's Birmingham. So all championship sites, all available. I'll, I'll plug it for Spurs on Spurs TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little package, Levy, I think. Levy will be proud. Yeah, yeah. Send me the check. Send me the check, Levy. Uh, Running so, with money. Yeah, exactly. So we've we've got two new signings in. Well, I expect to see them featured. They've both been in training. Uh, what do you expect to see from these friendlies? And um, for me, I expect to see two consistent, uh, two variations of of the formation. I expect to see four three three and four two three one. I expect to see not necessarily the final lineup. But I expect to see the roles, right, that he wants those people to play. So I expect to make sure to I, to know whether he wants a holding destroyer or a holding dictator of play, right? So I want to know if he want if he's going to look for a Xavi Alonso at Madrid or whether he's looking at like a more Makalele type style. Right, we know that he has to be tactically aware and astute. We get that, right? But then one's going to be 
controlling the game through their ability to break up play. Someone else is going to control the game and the ability to actually dictate play and see. And because Hoibjerg is someone who's been said to be able to do both, it's going to be really interesting to see how they use that person. And then the next two people in midfield, whether one's going to be deployed as a goal scorer and one's going to be used like an assist kind of dictator of the play, whether one's going to be, or whether they're going to be both used as like kind of eight and a half, and you go back and forth because you know that he likes for the number ten to work a lot harder. Like that's what I want to see. And um, that's kind of I wanted to see that settled ASAP because I think that's where there's most variation up top. We know that Son, Kane. And Bervine, who I think is going to be the, the other starting winger, we know what they whoa, offer. Whoa, 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 yeah. Lucas. I mean, no. show some respect. Show some respect. Hey, Lucas is a favourite of Mourinho's for sure, but at the end of the day, Bergwine, when remember he was nursing an injury towards the end of the season, so when he's he fit, was. when he's fit, he plays. I think that's it. I think that's all it is. I think it's, I think Mourinho, Mourinho knows that Lucas will get his minutes. Wait. But, I'm, I'm waiting for the traction. I'm just waiting I, for it. It was like, but I think, I think Lucas knows, September the 12th, sorry, September the 12th, retraction incoming. Nah. Lucas is starting ahead of Bergwijn. Nah, I think, I, think, I think if everyone's fit, that's what happens. And because we know what we're going to get from them, there's less variation there, in my opinion. Um, and at the back, I think the tongue has gone, depending on who, who and if we buy anyone else, um, I think it is going to be Sanchez and now the world. I do think that. Um, and so I think the real trouble we've had is in midfield. A lot of our type of play has been because of our lack of ideas in midfield. So solving that nice and early will show how we have to play, whether we're going to like skip the midfield completely and try to get start, all that kind of stuff. That will be seen. So that's that's what I'm looking for from our from our friends. How are you? Yeah, I think they're the two things, the two key things there with the formations, but. I'm looking at certain players, right? So the player you didn't want to mention, the elephant in the room, I'm going to say it, is Dombele. We need to get him playing. And that's your playmaker alongside Hoybier and maybe Lo Celso a bit further forward. I mean, that's ideally what we want to see. But then we've also got Ali, and we've got to hope that Ali's fit. And it's going to be, when we play that formation, does Ali have a role in that formation? Or do we have to switch to 4-2-3-1 to get Ali involved? How is that going to work? That's one of the key things I want to see. That axis there, we've all been waiting for it. That's oh, man, that is really hard. Ali, like, I don't know, man. Ali, I, I want to see him play. I really want to see him play. I want him to solidify his role, but no matter, it doesn't matter how many formations we look at. And we've spoken about it before in the pod. I just don't see a natural, natural fit. Like, and he very much plays that round outer role that I guess players like Muller has made so famous. Like, you don't really know where they're supposed to be. You don't know what their like their strength is per se. All you know is that they occupy a space. They pick up things where no one else does and they score. Like, Thomas Muller is probably going to go down as one of the most spectacularly unspectacular footballers in the history of the game. But there's yep. no doubt he's one of the greatest. So effective. So effective. Sometimes, yep. you know, you see him running through the through the box, like with his chin pads hanging out and his, his, ankles, his socks around his ankles. But <laughs> the guy gets you goals, and not only goals, important goals. And Ali was like that fast, right? He didn't have steering pace. He's got a little bit of trickery. He's got a little bit of guile, but even that, none of those were dominating features. 
So now with the formation change and the personnel change, understanding where he fits in our system is going to be tough, man. It's going to be well, tough. But that's my thing. That's my thing. Does he make an adjustment? Right. What has Mourinho said to him? Mourinho said to him, you're in my plans and I see this role for you. With Hoybier coming in, you are playing number eight. You're playing the goal-scoring midfielder. What is it? Has he said that? Or is it, we're still going to play 4-2-3-1 now that he's fit and everyone's fit and there's no place for Dombele? So I think he's such an important player that I don't think Mourinho is going to turn around and just say, sit there and wait for your opportunity. I yeah. think we need to figure out what we're doing there. That's one That's one place I'm concerned about. And uh, the other one is the left-back position. And, well, both full-backs, to be fair, especially if we getting rid full-back. of Aurier. Yeah, but for me, I'm just not looking at it until we actually sign people. Because until we sign people, I don't expect him to change anything. Well, but not that I expect him to change, right? These are the friendlies. So... Davies, we know he likes Davies. And we're less likely to buy a left-back than we are to buy a right-back. Because we've got no cover for right-back at the moment. No proper cover. You say he so, likes Davies. Like, he doesn't like Aurier. Aurier, like, frustrates him, I'm sure. But Aurier's actually done more good than Davies has. Well, I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that at all. But he's spoken highly of Davies. He's spoken about Davies allowing Spurs to play that lopsided defence and then being able to tuck in, right? He's got rid of Rose so that Davies can play. Davies played every single game in the restart, right? My point with Davies is he's not rotated him. He's not used Sessegnon where when he could have, and he's mentioned Sirkin. Now, Will Sirkin get minutes? Will we see him? If he has to be Rose's back, um, Rose, if he has to be Davis's backup, we're going to play a lot of games next season. Europa League, Carabao Cup, two games in a week for three weeks on the trot. Sirkin is going to have to get minutes. So we need to see what this kid can do and we need to see it in these friendlies. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing and to see what this kid's really about. Okay, cool. Well, the fixture list is out. And a lot of people are licking their lips at the prospect of what we what we're starting off the season with. Um, yeah. I I'm always very tentative because I'm a Tottenham fan, so <laughs> I don't get too excited. And I never get too excited because you know, never get too high, never get too low. They say it's the hope that kills you, right? So just so people are aware, in terms of our Premier League fixtures, right? We've got Everton, Southampton, Everton at home, Southampton away. Newcastle at home, Man United away, and then West Ham at home, right? Got London Derby, a top six clash. Um, and then the rest, you know, I guess it, it remains to be seen. But as it's been documented, there's a heavy fixture, there's heavy fixture congestion given our involvement in Cups, right? So Everton comes before a Europa League um, qualifier round game. And then Southampton yep. comes before a Carabao Club Cup game, which is going to be followed by a third round Europa League qualifying round. Um, and then we have Newcastle, which will be followed by a Carabao Cup, which will then be followed by a Europa League play, a playoff round. And then we've got Man United. And then before West Ham, we've got some internationals. We've got three internationals. Yeah. And with the team and squad we have, we can expect that Dyer... Probably Ali 
Kane for sure. Um, Maybe Winks could be involved. Will we play him? So I mean, I guess that what I want to ask you is what you expect from those fixtures. Are there any that really concern you? So the league fixtures. If you took the league fixtures by themselves, there's five. There's only Man United there that concern me. I would say 13 points. Right, that would be my expectation, my yeah. genuine expectation. It doesn't always go that way, but that would be my genuine expectation. Now, that's great in isolation, but it's caveated, heavily caveated, because even before the season starts, you've got international games. During the season, those five games, as you mentioned, we've got international games. Then we've got free Europa League games, and, and they're free must-win games. This is not Europa League, play second side. Potentially, we could get away with playing lesser sides. We don't know who we've got, but more than likely, we can play a lesser side. But they still must wins. So if they're in back of Europe somewhere, it doesn't mean Kane can sit at home with his feet up because he may need to be on the bench. Right? Yeah. And the Carabao Cup, okay, fair enough. That one we may say we'll leave it. But again, it's a trophy and it could be winnable. So what does Mourinho want to do? We need these players in. We need more reinforcements. We need a striker right now. I know I'm going off piece of piece, but we need a striker to ensure that Kane can sit at home and when we go to somewhere in Europe, that player is going to tuck the chances away. Um, may not do everything that Kane does, but takes the chances when they arrive so we can get through. And if we don't get that, it's going to be a bit of a struggle, I feel. I feel like it's going to be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I don't think we can afford to have him out and about, especially because we've, we, we've been shown over and over again that he's at his best when he's had a rest. That's it. Like, yeah, but we've, we've got to manage him, though. We've got to help him manage yeah, himself. Yeah, and that's going to be about how we manage the, the transfer window, really. Like, I think too many, too many times over the past, like, five, six seasons, we said, oh, well, you know, we'll just, like, allow someone to fit in behind Kane and then maybe Son struggles for a little bit but he ultimately Son's done really, done really well when Kane's been out but there's always a period of time where he struggles for a little bit if you have a specialist goalkeeper a goal scorer you can still have Son doing what he does and have someone else there to occupy space if you don't have it it's just detrimental so hopefully he gets addressed I mean I don't think it's time for us to get into those potential targets the Callum Wilson's etc of, of, the, of the clan but it's something that I agree has to be looked at for sure. Because those, those first few fixtures, especially with England, and Kane's going to want to play for England as well. That's that's a mad pile-up. Of course, of course. And it's so important to get a good start in the league, right? If we want to do anything in the league, we have to win what are deemed to be those winnable fixtures. Just imagine this, right? Think about this for a moment. You say five, I'm not going to get too carried away, but of the first eight, there's no top six sides in there. I think the ninth game we play City. So let's just say eight games. If we just say we won at Old Trafford, like I know it's not going to happen. We're not going to win eight on the bounce, but we could pile up some points. Imagine if it goes the other way for us and Mourinho's first season, proper season, starts with two wins, two draws, four defeats. We've not got Kane. How detrimental could that be for the rest of the season, Mourinho's tenure? The knives will be out. It will be carnage. You know, I, Absolute carnage. 
it, normally, because of who Daniel Levy is and his track record, I would say, yeah, if that happens, I would be surprised if he was gone. But I would also know that Daniel Levy hasn't outlaid this amount of money on the manager before in his life. This is like a glamour, a glamour signing. And you said on many occasions that you feel that um, Levy always wanted to, like, to get Mourinho in. So did. I feel like he'll have more time than perhaps other managers would be. Because that, that outlay is, he's currently the highest paid manager in the Premier League, I think. Which is mad. Yeah. It's mad. How can Tottenham have the highest paid manager in the Premier League? Think about that. Oh, Bill. I know. Bill win something. It's crazy, man. But yeah, okay, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so those are your, um, kind of what you expect them to see. I mean, the fixture is tough, man. Because, yeah, they're not that, they don't seem that daunting. But it's just interspersed with all the cup activity makes it tricky to navigate. But I hope, I hope we can find a solution to giving someone else some time in front of goal. Now, I would like to see Kane regularly taken off for like 75 minutes. That's the other thing. That is the other thing. I would love to see that. And do yourself a favour. Dan, I urge everyone to do this, right? If it's still up there, just look at the, um, what is it? The I think it's on the BBC. It's the goal scoring charts and what they do now. If you haven't seen it, they do goals and assists, but they do minutes per goal. Kane is more prolific than most of the strikers in the Premier League. But when you look at his goals per minute ratio, even though he scored similar goals to the people around him in that list, his minutes per goals are higher. And I said, why is that? It's because he plays every bloody minute of every single bloody game. Yeah. Never it's, comes off. Never, he never comes off. He plays right to the end. It's like... I just don't understand. I've never understood that. I've never, someone who you know has got injury issues. Why would you... Sometimes we're winning 3 no. The guy's still on the pitch. Yeah. Running around. He wants the goals. He wants the goals. 27 now. History of injuries. Can't afford it. Need him. We need to manage him. We need to manage him. That's it. We need to manage him for sure. Otherwise... I mean, his, our success is so intertwined with his fitness. It's, it's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Someone needs to take stock and say, this is what we're going to do. So let's see what happens. Um, I think we're running out of time, my friend. I think we need yes, to yes, yes. give the people what they want. It's, um, it's time to I mean, I don't even know if this is what the people want. I think it's more what you want. You're constant, like, you're constant just embarrassing me with this crap. And it's like, you know, whatever. Let me not be bitter about it. Let's play this wiki football thing. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. You are you are con- currently winning, right? You do realise that, yeah, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, don't try it. I know, I, know, I know what's happening. I know what's happening, mate. Do you? Okay. Well, I will say this. I think we are going to have to end it before the end of this, or the start of the new season. So whoever is winning gets the title for the previous season. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Okay, then, fine. Fine. And you're winning, right? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Let's go. Fine. So, just, just hold form and then you win. So, am I going no, first? Am no, I calling no, out? Just hold form, you said. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess up from now, innit? Then you're good. Oh, my goodness. I hate you. Um, is that how it came across? Yeah. You know what? I'm not even going to get into this war words with you. I'm not going to do it. You're the worst. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. Let's go. All right, and I'm going to ask you again. 
don't hate me. Do you want to go in order? No, nah, you're taking a piss. Go in order. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having jokes with myself. Okay, Bromby, Galatasaray, Columbus Crew, Liverpool, Blackburn Rovers, Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur. Bromby. That's the key. I think Bromby's the key. I was going to actually ask um, Alexa for 30 seconds. Oh, is it? But it might have to be too, yeah, it might have to be too loud and wake up my neighbours. So you're just gonna have to think. You've only got about twenty seconds left. Okay. Bromby. So, so one more time. Bromby. Galatasaray, Columbus Crew, Liverpool, Blackburn Rovers, Aston Villa, Tottenham Hotspur. You've only got fifteen seconds now. Brad Friedel. Do a count there. Well done, Brad Friedel. Oh, is. oh God, so shocked. You took too long to answer. <laughs> I was annoyed with myself. That. That's why. Oh my god! Made it too easy. Uh, okay, it's 2014 now. Yeah, because you know what? Honestly, I was gonna say Paul Robinson, but then when you said Bromby, I was like, oh, Paul didn't pay for Bromby, did he? Nope. And so yeah, but Bradfield, yeah, Liverpool. Um, cool. All right. So do you want yours in order, big man? However, it comes. No, don't take a piss, man. <laughs> no, uh, do it in order. Do it in order. order yeah? Never playing field. Yeah. Uh, Peterborough. Tottenham. Okay. Yeah. Bradford. City. Huh? Okay. West Ham and Stoke. Bradford must be on loan. It's got to be Everton. Yeah. Yeah, the smile. I see yeah, the smile. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. Relax. <laughs> no, you tried to throw the Bradford in there to throw me. <laughs> And you like sometimes, sometimes you gotta say it in a certain way that makes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it was a transfer. I know, I know. Oh, I was like days. Bradford. I was no, like was no, good, but man. when you said West Ham Stoke. To be honest, West Ham and Stoke is what I thought made it easier. Because I didn't yeah, know we yeah. signed it from Peter, bro. I knew that. Him and Davies came together. It's when we used to sign two players from lower league clubs together. Him and who? The Carls. Simon Davies. We bought him with Simon Davies. Both from Peterborough, I'm pretty sure. I thought Matthew Everton came with. No, yeah, you're maybe you're right, because Chris Gunter, no Andy Reed, Andy Reed and Dawson came together. Chris Gunter yeah. and someone else came together. Chris Gunter and who? Because he came from Cardiff. Yeah. Mad, 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 mad. Oh yeah, fine, fine, fine. You've got that one. You've got that one. You've got that one. Simon Davies, Peterborough. Yeah. Okay. I remember him banging that goal against Chelsea when he beat them 5-1. That was like, delicious. Delicious. Good player. It was okay. It was okay. I think the sound just got the best of you. But um, anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, guys. I'm um, going to leave it there, really. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Um, Andrew? Yeah, no, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, as always. Crop night's been a pleasure. And just look out for the Telegraph Fantasy Football League with Shelfside Podcast coming very soon. Probably tell you more next week. But cool, guys. good night from me. Remember, guys, to pass on the pod. Give someone the gift of the Shelfside Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, remember those reviews they really help guys in the iTunes charts so please give us those five star reviews because we only give you five star content 
Um, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of new cities to shout out, but um, we'll, we'll get we'll get around to that next time. Um, yeah, there's and, a- Andrew loves to loves to give you guys love, so um, we appreciate you listening from wherever you're listening. Um, but yeah, remember to follow us also um, on uh, Shelf Pod on Twitter. I always get that wrong, man. <laughs> I know. Um, I always get it wrong, man. But yeah, we we love we love you guys getting involved in our debates. You know, throwing things back and forth. The interaction, the engagement, we love it. So keep up. We appreciate it. So, yes, yeah, so it's good night for Andrew. It's also a good night for me. It's time for us to run the outro. Yeah.